This is Jason Cast. This is Scott Nearman. We are MP Local, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I tell you what, Scott, this business is not easy. It has its own unique challenges. This is not about bottom line only. This is not about profit only. We're about mission and changing communities in the nonprofit world. And that is why we started this podcast called MP Local. Hey, 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 everybody out there. Welcome to MP Local, where you are not alone. I'm Jason Cass, and I've got my partner here, Scott Neerman. Scott, say hi. Hello. How is everybody? Yeah, good. Hey, this is our first uh, um, podcast, so please, if you're listening, please, please forgive us. Um, But we decided to put this together, um, and we'll give you a little bit of a rundown of the things that we're going to kind of talk about. I want to kind of form this in your mind. You may listening to this the first time, trying to figure out what are these guys about, and we want to lay that out to you. But first of all, let me tell you who I am. My name is Jason Cass. I'm an agency, insurance agency owner, uh, three-location agency in Southern Illinois. Um, I am also an author. I'm also have the number one podcast in the insurance industry, and we'll talk more about that later as to why we're doing this. Um, But one of the things that we do in our insurance agency, uh, we only do a few, are nonprofits. Uh, We do a lot of nonprofits where it comes to assisted living facilities, down to senior centers, drug rehabilitation centers, anything mainly that has to do with kids or seniors. uh, That's normally what we do. And so let me turn it over to my friend and my co-host, Scott. Take it away, Scott. Tell them who you are. Sure. My name is Scott Nierman. I'm also originally from Southern Illinois, now in East Tennessee, and I'm a practitioner in uh, nonprofit management. So I have a master's in public administration uh, from the University of Illinois and have enjoyed uh, nearly 20 years in the sector um, as a nonprofit volunteer, board member, and now fundraiser for a community college. That's my full-time work. I also enjoy uh, consulting on the side, helping those smaller organizations that cannot afford full-time fundraiser or volunteer manager and uh, providing organizational planning and fundraising planning for them. Um, I enjoy the nonprofit sector. It's kind of my life calling. And so that's why I'm here. That's right. And so what's ironic enough, so you guys all know behind the scenes story, is that why we've created this is because we wanted to bring our talents together, kind of like LeBron wanted to take his talents to Miami. (laughs) We wanted to bring our talents together. And what we thought is, is we do insurance, right? We do the general liability, the workers comp. We help set through safety standards and protocol and helped agencies and non-for-profits measure their safety. And Scott, who works as a, in our in our agency as an agent, he's Scott and I have known each other for a long time. He's actually known my wife longer, um, and we have have uh, joined together in a partnership at the agency so that he can use his skills to help others when he sees their their uh, maybe they're lacking in safety or other things. But here's the kind of the the thing I realized that when I was going into a lot of nonprofits. There was, there's, Scott, we've talked about this. There's, there's a huge change that's happening. It seems like a lot of the executive directors or CEOs, who's ever heading the organization, um, they started the organization in the 70s or 80s, maybe 90s. Those people are now are in their 60s, maybe 70s. 
They're bringing in some young guy or girl, and for, for my experience, mostly girls, yeah. maybe in the CEO or HR role, and they slowly roll them up. And I'm starting to see that just like in so many industries, there's a disconnect, right, between what that 60 or 70-year-old person thinks versus what's that 20, 30, 40-year-old thinks. Am I wrong about that, Scott? Are you kind of seeing that? Well, it's certainly true. I mean, this is the baby boomer generation that's retiring now, and these folks started most of the nonprofits in this country. You know, the surge of these corporations uh, was in the 60s and 70s, and so now with those folks' retirement age, that's something I saw as I was determining my path forward, there's going to be a lot of opportunity in the nonprofit world. And it's fun business, you know, so there's definitely different um, um, mindsets uh, with each generation. You read some of the generational research, that's that's true in any industry. Uh, But I think it's important now uh, with the explosion and the sheer number and volume of nonprofits, um, as well as the competition that's out there, um, a byproduct of that issue, uh, for the next generation to be ready, ready to lead. Uh, ready to take the reins and, and form partnerships. Um, I actually advocate for uh, for partnerships, if not mergers. Uh, there's you don't you don't need to be competing with a nonprofit right down the road in your same county for the same cause. Partner together. True that. True that. And so that's why we're created this podcast is we just want to get out there and like use the knowledge that I have and I really want to learn more. And then and then as you're going to find out, Scott is a plethora. You like that word, Scott? A plethora of information. And and that's why we created this podcast. And as a side note, I do have a podcasting company that uh, produces podcasts for other podcasts across the the um, insurance or the um, the real estate and business community communities and insurance. Uh, And the reason why is I know how effective this can be. I know that you're sitting, you're listening to this right now, have 15, 20 minutes, probably a little spare time to get better, right? You're so cocooned in what you do from seven, eight in the morning to five, six o'clock at night, helping your local community, helping your organization grow and thrive, trying to learn the ways that have been laid before and helping make those better, maybe getting rid of some of those, maybe adding some. What's our HR look like? How are we helping in operations, fundraising? Um, Scott, did I miss anything else? This is what we created this podcast for, right? Well, there's about 30 other things we could talk about but not in 15 minutes <laughs> uh, that's true man that's right that's right anything else you want to say before we dive into some stuff well i just i just want folks our listeners to know that um you know i'm right there with you i've been in the trenches i started out part-time in small nonprofits. you know i've served on boards uh, my wife and i and, and our family have been volunteers in a variety of organizations um and and so we're right there with you i know the challenges I know the stresses. I know the burnout that is so prevalent in this business. Oh, yeah. And I don't like to see good people burn out. Um, one of the other things I do is I help in leadership coaching. And to have somebody come alongside you, which we can do virtually through this podcast, and to know that you're not alone, I think is very important. And so we want to help you network. We want to help you learn. And we want you to know that, that, that uh, you have a support and, and many supports out there. MP Local, where we know local means community. And helping your community is your goal. 
And we just want you to know that you are not alone in that process. We're going to help you through it. As you said, I love it. Your virtual advisor or something you said there, Scott, which I thought was awesome. Um, and so that's what we're going to be here. So let's kick this off. If you guys have any questions, you know where you can always find us. Um, we don't have any official emails or anything yet. We're just going to use our personal email or our business emails. I'm Jason at tinsuranceA.com. That's the letter T, the word insurance, the letter A.com. Scott, give them your email so in case they want to reach out to us. Nearmancoaching at gmail.com. That's N-I-E-R-M-A-N-N, coaching at gmail.com. There we go. Questions. All right. So, Scott, I want you, you're the expert here. Um, you've got some notes and things that you want to do. We've got about 10, 12 minutes here. I want to wrap this up. We can't guarantee listeners that we'll always keep it to 20 minutes, but we're going to do our best to do that. Scott, want to take it away, buddy? What's some things you want to start out with? Well, I just think uh, for those new to the field, um, you know, most of us never found um, uh, something in a, in a junior high or high school um, interest inventory that talked very much about the nonprofit sector. And so I think if you're new to True. the field, it's important to understand that this is not for-profit business and it is not public service or government service. There's this third, this strange gray middle ground that we function in, and it's a very wide and diverse group from arts and culture to education to environmental organizations, health and human services, um, and religion being the number one. Uh, there's a lot of organizations of a lot of different sizes and types out there. And so uh, we've got plenty to talk about, as we've said, but it's, it's important yeah. to know that what these organizations have in common is their mission. And that's what gets workers excited in the nonprofit world. Now, wait a minute. So you're saying there's three different sectors of nonprofits out there. Can you back up, say that again? What, what, so you're saying there's three, what'd sectors. you say? Well, three types of industry, right? In, in our country, in our world, you've got government service, you've got the mm -hmm. profit businesses, small and large, mm -hmm. and then you've uh, got the nonprofit corporation, the third gotcha. type of entity. Yeah, there's a lot there. You're right. Okay. Gotcha. I see what you mean. I guess I see what you mean. Yep. So we're, you know, this is an organization where we talk about a double bottom line. We talk about, yes, being in the black at the end of the year, good fundraising, good fiscal management, like any business, uh, but also the bottom line, uh, which is your output, your performance, the difference you make in your community. And that's what's so exciting mm -hmm. about this field. You know, this is challenging, but it's very fulfilling as well. Yeah, it, it really truly is. And that is one of the things that I think that goes about it. Um, you know, on my side, I see safety as being a big concern. I think it's a big cost of a lot of non-for-profits. It's obviously about one of their largest costs. Um, and, and, and I see it on a safety. And one of the things I want to talk about as we go through this podcast series, Scott, is how we can measure safety. Think about this really quick out there. Scott, you even think about this for your own place. We have a way that we usually can measure productivity, whether that's our efficiencies, our finances or whatever. It's the way that we measure that productivity. We usually have a way to measure quality. We have a way to look at things. Are we doing things correctly? Is this how we should be best doing it? Are we serving our community the best possible way and the, and the most efficient way? But then there's a third part, which is measuring safety. 
And this is the one part that no one ever does because no one's ever been taught to measure safety. We usually just have agents who come in and try to meet the same price and then they walk back out and maybe they saved one or two or 5%, but if they would have measured their safety and put that into a pattern, they could save phenomenal amounts of more money than five or 10% over the course of two, three, four years. So that's some of the stuff that I want to talk about as well as we go through um, some of this. Anything, any thoughts on that, Scott? Well, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, what we see is the coming of age of the nonprofit sector today. And mm-hmm. so um, they're experiencing any of the um, any of the challenges that any business would have in the area of risk and, and safety. So whether it's physical safety or whether mm-hmm. it's something like cybersecurity for which you can purchase a policy, um, these are really important burgeoning issues um, in the news as recent as last week. Now, you said, wait, wait just a second. You said this, this is an emerging industry. Um, nonprofits is and being on that side and knowing that inside and out is this is this something that's growing it is growing every day uh, as is Americans giving to the nonprofit world despite mm. despite uh, generally it outpaces inflation last year 2019 individual giving which accounts for 70 percent of all giving uh, went up almost five percent so wow this is a this is a generous country. Um, people know the importance of the organizations. I listed those major groups, whether it's for enjoyment and education, uh, such as the arts and culture organizations, uh, whether it's serious business like health or the environment, uh, or other human services. This is um, this is a huge um, or this is a huge sector, and it's of great importance to every community, small and large. And so, yes, it's growing. Uh, sometimes I think. That's not always a good thing, though, Jason. And I can tell you why. Yeah, why? If if we have uh, organizations forming around the same mission, obviously there are paperwork uh, articles that they need to file with the IRS and their state attorney general or secretary of state to incorporate. But if those missions and those purposes are so similar to other organizations, mm. these folks are still going after the same dollar when they fundraise. And, and I'm not a guy that believes, you know, this pie is limited. I believe in growing the pie, garnering more interest in giving and, and giving people that opportunity and educating them on your organization. But at the end of the day, um, you know, to be duplicating services and requiring more of the overhead cost or any other cost associated with that service uh, it's unnecessary. And so I, I do encourage leaders to consider, especially in difficult times like we're in now, uh, partnerships and and even mergers. I, and I, so I say coming of age of the nonprofit sector. And I think that we're going to see some of that uh, more and more in the years to come. Wow. You can just hear it, listeners. You can just hear the the uh, just you can just really hear how much stuff we are going to talk about, how many great things. And we're going to dive deep into these. Like I said, this is a podcast that is just going to help you know that you're not alone. And we're trying to set it up for you as good as we can. Good stuff, Scott. I can't wait to dive deep into this stuff as we continue on. Sounds great. I I really, uh, really appreciate this opportunity. I think this is an important calling for people. Uh, as I said, you know, you don't you don't have a high school guidance counselor or even college uh, career office, for that matter, uh, steering you this direction very often. Now, oftentimes, a nonprofit manager um, is the uh, the person managing the largest department. If they're a volunteer manager, um, they have they're bigger than the HR department, right? Good point. <laughs> they may yeah. have a hundred volunteers uh, at during the year, so it's important stuff, and and uh, we can dive into any of that. 
uh, each episode. Yeah, we do. I want to find out how we get volunteers. What's the best way to find them? How do we qualify them? What should we watch out? What should we be looking for? What's the best way to use them? Right? Those are all the right. different types of things that we're gonna that we're gonna be dissecting into. And then we're gonna be talking about funding a lot. Aren't I right about that? I mean, we talked about that a little bit, but this is this is close and near and dear to your heart, right? You said it before, isn't it? One of your um, Sure. One of, your, one of your designations or something? Sure. I have the Certified Fundraising Executive, which is an international credential. Uh, I commend any of you listeners that have gone after that. And uh, it's kind of funny, if I'm not mistaken, when I first uh, started preparing for that, they required five years, five consecutive years of, of fundraising experience. And about the time I took the exam, uh, they only needed three. I thought I could have gotten this in a pay raise two years ago. <laughs> But it, you know, there's probably people out there listening to go, that happened to me. You right. know? <laughs> but uh, it's very respected. And, and so really want to encourage folks to think about that. You know, there's there's a lot of training out there, um, but I'd like to point you to what I think is some of the best, uh, including uh, Indiana University's uh, the fundraising school where I got my uh, baseline uh, fundraising training and um, and many opportunities that are less costly out there online, especially as we all work from home these days. Yeah, you are right about that, and I think fundraising is 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 so important when we're when we're trying to do. Um, I'm a giver. I, I do my. I have to admit, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, it's really weird what you're saying here, Scott. And the reason I say it's weird to all you listeners out there, um, you you probably are coming from some part of a nonprofit, working in it, thinking of going in it, retired from it, or something. So you know a lot of the things that Scott is mentioning. To me, this is so great as an outsider because it's letting me know that some of us do have a calling. I really, Scott, have never thought that I had a calling, but yet I've been going to Cuba for the last four years, two to three times a year, giving my time and my money. And it's something that I feel like it's one of my, it's something that makes me more happy than anything in the world besides my wife and kids, obviously. But I mean, out there, it just really, really does. And so you keep saying this calling, which sounds a little goofy, but I'm thinking, no, that's actually exactly what it is. You know, that's great. Well, and admittedly, you usually uh, usually talk about calling in terms of uh, uh, of, a, of a religious calling. But, but, you know, I believe that anything that we're doing in this world, you know, you want to do it with purpose. Uh, I, my wife and I live very intentionally. And so, you know, try to try to be intentional parents and intentional people. And so I think you find an awful lot of that in the nonprofit world, because these are these are folks who are uh, trying to do well by do by doing good. You know, you can call us do gooders if you want. But but the reality is this is an important part of our economy in this country. And so that that service economy and the needs that you see, I mean, uh, I, I hope that we continue recovering uh, economically, that we don't see bread lines like the old days. Uh, but but the demand, if you talk to a food bank, for example, uh, the demand is, is at least tripled these days. And so mm -hmm. when you have higher unemployment, um, you have uh, people have some people have less to give. Uh, I still hope they will give of their time because the nonprofits struggle as well during this time. Uh, businesses, oh, yeah. we talk about small business, and I'm telling you, a nonprofit, any given small to medium-sized nonprofit operates on, on a small margin, uh, potentially like a small business does. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, I'm sitting here and just, you know, I'm writing and taking notes. I mean, I realize that I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while. 
really put it together to get you to do this. I am really excited about the connections um, that we're going to make. And also keep in mind, you listeners, we are going to be bringing people on. If you know of somebody, once again, reach out to me. We're going to start wrapping this up, but reach out to me at jason at tinsuranca.com. I promise we'll get better emails that are simpler. Um, and uh, reach out to me if you have somebody that you want to hear. If there's somebody that costs $2,000 uh, to go see, we can bring them on here for free and you could feed us questions or we'll just ask the questions that need to be got. We want to make Make sure you know, this is very, very important, that you're not alone in this. Whether you're the veteran or you're the new, we are here to help you and we're going to walk side by side and break down things because MP local, local is your community and that's what your mission is to fix. Wrapping it up here, Scott, is there anything we kind of want to say to set the set the stage going forward? Well, just for our listeners, I think uh, be encouraged. Uh, we're going to bring a lot of information to you. Uh, you can do well by doing good. This is a great career path. Um, I've enjoyed it. And and even if you're in a small, slim organization, just know that there are resources out there and we plan to be one of them. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to make it fun. We promise that. So we're going to close it up with the first one. It's officially in the book, Scott. This is a big deal for all of us. And it's a big deal because I think we're going to, in a year from now, you're going to look back and say, this is a major resource. And that's the biggest, biggest compliment that you could give us. I'm Jason Cass. I'm Scott Nearman. And we're MP Local. Thank you. Thank you.